0: Hi, Mickey Quinn here with Retail Level Up. In today's moment with Mickey, we're going to be talking about quiet quitting. What is quiet quitting? Well, first, let's talk about what quiet quitting is not. Quiet quitters are not a group that's defined by age or by generation. It's more of a mentality, a mind shift. A quiet quitter has, in general, decided that they are not going to hustle. They are not going to go above and beyond. They're not gonna be coming in early or staying late. They're gonna stick to the specific duties that are on their job description. Now this does sound a little familiar to that old phrase called short timer syndrome because the behaviors and the characteristics of a short timer sound very similar to a quiet quitter. But there's a big difference. A quiet quitter has no intention of leaving their job. Where a short timer, they've already decided that they're quitting. The definition of quiet quitter actually has a pretty wide range. There are those who are just setting healthy boundaries. Their intent is to not get burned out. And on the other side of the spectrum, there are those who have just decided that they are not going to put in any extra effort at all. They're only going to do the very bare minimum. They're going to do as little as possible because they just don't care anymore. Every couple of decades or so, the American workplace goes through some major culture shifts. Think back to when millennials first started showing up in the workforce, and the greatest generation and the baby boomers looked at millennials as this strange group of young folks that really did not work to the same work ethic that they did. Millennials were often described as entitled, or not being good team players or in the nicest of terms, being very focused on their work-life balance. Yet just a few years ago, back in 2018, when the millennial generation made up 38% of the American workforce, which was a large percent, 73% of them reported working at least 40 hours a week, and 25% reported working at least 50 hours a week or more. So millennials were not, as a group, disengaged and underperforming. In fact, in hindsight, millennials look like rock stars compared to the new group that's called quiet quitters, which is not defined by an age or a generation. So if you are a business owner or a manager or an employer, what are you going to do about this quiet quitter? Well, here are four key tips that you can use to help avoid a quiet quitter situation. Number one. Get to know your people. Leaders who build relationships with their employees create work teams that are much more loyal, much more engaged, and work harder and are more productive than leaders who do not engage in building a relationship with their people. Number two, create team engagement. Successful leaders know when they give their team an opportunity to get to know one another in not necessarily a work environment, but maybe an offsite retreat or some kind of team building exercise. That when they get to know each other, they start to care about each other because they've learned more about them as a person. Those teams who know and like and care about their fellow teammates are much less likely to leave their teammates in the lurch and leave tasks undone that somebody else on their team has to pick up. Creating an environment that allows the team to get to know each other and to build genuine relationships is a great way to avoid the quiet quitter situation. Number three, provide incentives that motivate each individual. Now here's a great example of how creating an incentive program can really backfire on you if you don't think it all the way through. Now there's a large employer in a small rural town that their frontline workforce worked their butts off during the pandemic. They were the hardest hit, but they stuck through it and the company wanted to reward them and thank them for all their hard work. The executives came up with an incentive program that they wanted to award to all of the employees in this certain frontline level group and the board approved it. So their brilliant idea was to give everyone in that work group a mini vacation, two days off, a two-night stay at a luxury resort that was about an hour and a half away from this small rural town, and a resort credit of $300 that could be used on meals, drinks, spa treatments, anything that was available to them in the resort. Well this incentive came with a pretty big price ticket but the board and the executives felt that it was well worth the expense because they wanted to show appreciation to their employees. Sounds like a win win, right? Well, no, unfortunately. Not every employee valued a two day mini vacation at a luxury resort in the same way. In fact, most of those employees in that work group had small children at home. To go out of town for two nights meant a real issue with childcare getting somebody to take care of their kids, or paying a babysitter to take care of them, that was an extra expense. And then a lot of the employees had pets. What were you going to do? Put the pets up in a, a pet motel? That's another expense. And then some could not go away for a little mini vacation because they were caring for elderly parents in their home. So rather than this great incentive that Executives created and thought it was a great idea rather than it being very well received, it kind of fell flat. Some employees could take advantage of it, but many couldn't. And that left the whole team feeling disconnected, uh, undervalued. There was disparity between employees. And it also created a feeling with the employees that the employers, the executives, the board was completely out of touch with the realities of their workforce. So what's the solution in that regard? Give your employees a choice on what matters most to them and build your incentive programs around what really motivates them. Give them some options. Tip number four, provide a method for employee feedback and use it. Now the first three tips I shared with you rely heavily on having excellent leaders in position. It's very likely, though, that in most organizations, not every single person who's in a management or leadership position should be, or are still learning the role and learning to grow their skills and develop those skills to be a good leader. Until you have all people who are in a management or leadership position up to speed with really good skills and how to be a leader, you're going to need a method for gathering employee feedback. And actually, it's important to have a method to gather employee feedback, regardless of the size of the organization or to what level of expertise or uh, success the organization is operating. Having a process to gather employee information is good, but having a method and a process for reviewing and acting on that feedback is great. So those are your top tips on how to avoid a quiet quitter situation. There is no software program, no app, no workforce management software that you can buy that's going to fix an employee engagement issue. The fix is in how you show genuine appreciation for your employees and how you create an environment of value, respect, and engagement. There is no one and done And there is no done for you piece of software or technology that you can buy to rectify a quiet quitter situation. But one thing you can do is that you can engage the services of a coach because a coach will help you through building these processes and building the leaders in your team to be even better than they are today. And that's what's needed to have quiet quitter insurance. For more tips like this, like us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, just search for Retail Level Up. Be sure to visit our website, retaillevelup.com, and sign up for our email newsletters. We send Monday Motivation and Top Tip Tuesday, because we all can use a little extra motivation right now, and we can certainly use some top tips. Because now, even more than ever, it's time to level up.